The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh! Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matteris Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. What's up, Large and in Charge? Well, Jason, it is another year for the Dead Pair Podcast. Uh, welcome 2024. Oh, man, I'm excited. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming this year. Got some sponsors coming back with us. Uh, let's run through that real quick, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, welcome back, sponsors: uh, Elite Shotguns, Fioki USA, Rhino Chokes, Oda Pro Technologies, Atlas Traps, RE Ranger, Vero Beach Clay Shooting Sports, and Don Grant Mental Training. Glad to have all those people back with us. Absolutely. You know, Sean, it's it uh, <laughs> it's funny to think, man. This is our fourth year now. Um, and it's it seems like yesterday you and I got started, man. I know it's it's just flown by. I know. I mean, look how much we've learned. I mean, this is episode like what one fifty one or one fifty two or one fifty one, I think it is. So yeah, eventually it's been a lot, man. Eventually we'll get good at this, right? I I don't know. I don't know if we ever will. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it sure is fun meeting people, though, man. As so many people come up to us and say how much they love the show, and it kind of just. Makes you feel like we're doing something right, you know? Absolutely. So. We had a lot of those down at Vero Beach at the Dead Pair Blast, so it was nice to meet, yes. meet all those people. So, speaking of which, um, cool story, real quick. I had a guy call me, and he's wanting some traps, and um, end up selling him a five-stand package. This man and his wife, Michael, Ashley, sorry, going to pick on y'all, they've never shot a shotgun before. Never owned a gun. And they found our podcast and got tickled and got the itch. And uh, actually, they started shooting with a Browning pump shotgun and obviously figured out real quick that wasn't going to work. So they made the, they're from Louisiana. They made the trek over to San Antonio to Elite Shotguns, got the wife of Renzini with a uh, youth stock on it. Then, of course, you know, Papa Bear had to have one, uh, a, a new shotgun. And he went to Jim Greenwood and got a stock made. They, she has taken lessons with Desi Edmonds. He's taken lessons with Will Fen- Will Fennel. So, and um, you know, he told me he's like, you know, now I'm buying traps. He's like, I'm just ate up with it, man. He said, we just we love the sport and we love the podcast, and it was it was really cool to hear. You know, I mean, they they've never shot a shotgun before. They never owned a gun before. Well, that's and now they're that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, and they patronize our sponsors, you know, so that's just awesome. Um, hey, Sean, we need to get going on this. We've got a huge tourney talk to get to. You want to tackle that one? Yep, I'll get her going right now. It's tourney talk. Brought to you by Score Chaser. All right, guys, a lot of updates to start the year off. First and foremost, New York State at Vernon National Shooting Preserve, June 19th through the 23rd is now open. Uh, Next up, South Carolina State Championship at the Clinton House, August 28th through September 1st, is now open. 
the Ohio State Championship at Cardinal Center, August 1st through 4th, with a $32,000 guaranteed purse, is now open. Uh, North Carolina State and Larry Corbett, FETAS Classic, September 26th through the 29th at Hunter's Point, is also now open. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a mouthful. Yep, definitely. So Definitely. Hopefully, by the time everybody's hearing this, the new website will be done and up. Uh, that's exciting, huh, Sean? Yep. Uh, did, definitely did a lot of work over the winter to uh, update our website, and then we've got some new stuff coming out. Uh, we're going to have a, a coaches page and a club page where if you want to, you can visit our site and be able to click on and find clubs. Like, let's say you're traveling and you're from, I don't know, West Virginia and you're flying out to California. You want to bring your shotgun along and maybe go uh, go to a club that's nearby. We'll be able to advertise for the clubs on our website so that you can find out what's going to be local in your area. And pretty much the same thing for the coaches as well. So if you're looking for a coach... Uh, need to find one in your area, or if you're traveling and want to find one uh, wherever you're going, uh, we should have that up and running hopefully by the end of January. It's all kind of new right now. We're still working out some of the bugs, but and uh, we'll be adding to it throughout the course of the year, making it bigger and better as the year goes on. Well, and you know, everybody needs to understand that we're creating an easy button, right? I mean, um, sure, there's other ways to find clubs and coaches and stuff, but this is we want like a one stop shop where. If you're traveling or you're thinking about traveling, you can go to our website. Everything's right there. Coaches, clubs, you know, of course, we hope you visit our sponsors while you're there uh, at the website. But, you know, it's it's one place they can go and get the information that they need. Yeah, and more importantly, since we do focus on so many new shooters or beginning shooters, um, it seems like it would be an easy way for them to access uh, that information pulled up and hopefully put it to good use. Right. So if you're a club or you're a coach and you're listening to this and you want to get on board, um, real simple, just get a hold of Sean or I. You can contact us through the contact button there on the website. Um, send us an email. We'll give you all the information that we need to get from you to get your uh, either your club or all the information about your coaching up there pretty quick. Like Sean, we were able to catch up with Miss Kirsten Sales at our Dead Pair Blast and got to do a little interview with her. Um, she's very interesting student of Mike Luongo's and this girl is just gripping and ripping. I mean, she's one heck of a shooter. Yeah. And she seems to really have it together mentally, uh, for someone of such a young age. I was really impressed, uh, by the way she talked and what she talked about and how she handled herself. So, uh, be on the lookout guys. She is definitely going to be an up and comer in the sport. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, let's, let's cut to this interview we did while we were down at the dead pair blast at uh, Vero beach. And, uh, let's hear what Miss Kirsten has to say. The dead All right, we're here right now in the new clubhouse at Vero Beach, and we are sitting with Kirsten Sales. Kirsten, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Kirsten, it's, it's, this is really cool. Uh, you came down here to the Dead Pair Blast to shoot with us. Uh, we were able to catch up with you for a few minutes. Um, what all did you shoot this weekend? I shot the prelim, the main event, P-Task, and Super Sporting. Okay. Out of the four, was there a favorite event? I would say the FETASC, probably. What, why is that? What, just because you're a FETASC girl, or did you just love the targets? Well, I just like the targets. I only started shooting FETASC about six, seven months ago. Okay. Fast study, fast study. What did you think about the targets and everything overall? Was uh, the tournament okay for you? I thought the targets were great. I thought the courses were interesting. Really good targets. I enjoyed it. So, okay, let's let's... Let's get back a little bit. Um, 
first of all, tell us where you're from, how you started shooting. Let's let's get a little quick background on you if we could. All right. Well, I'm from Okeechobee, Florida. Um, my brother joined an SCTP program at Quill Creek, um, and he shot he shot there for a year, and I was just got bored watching, and it looked interesting, so I decided that I would give it a shot the next go-round, and I was 10, and after the first shot, it just never stopped after that. It was, it was all downhill from there, huh? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We say it time and time again, it's a slippery slope. It is, it is. So tell us some of the major accomplishments that you have that you're most proud of. I would say that winning the high overall um, ladies at SCTP in 2022 was a big one. Um, HOA lady for um, the main event in Jack Links 2022. That was that was all around a good year. And then just recently the HOA Fee Task champion for ladies at the Nationals for 2023. Wow, that's that's a mouthful. That's awesome. Um, so. Mr. Luongo himself has been touting you for a while now. Is he your coach? He is. He is my coach. How long have you been working with Mike? I would say probably four years. I think four or five years. I've worked with him for a while. Well, his track record speaks for itself. You know, you look at Joe Pynchon. Yeah, some of these other guys he's turned out. I mean, just amazing shooters. You know, look at Turner Parcell. You know, I mean, so that kind of has to give you some confidence in working with Mike, doesn't it? Phenomenal. We have a good connection. We've always had a good a good connection since day one. So moving forward, you're in SCTP now. Are you graduating this year or next year? I actually skipped fifth grade, so I graduated this past year. Okay. Do you have any plans going into the collegiate level as far as a shooter? Um, not at the moment. Since I skipped fifth grade, my parents decided to give me a year to travel and shoot the circuit and kind of see where I go, see where I can get. Do you have other friends that you're shooting with now, or, or I assume you were shooting with an SCTP team down here, but I mean, right now, do you have some people that you regularly shoot with, or do you just kind of squad with anybody that's available? I mean, me and Gianna Santo, we get together sometimes. She lives in Sarasota. She's about two hours away from me. She comes down, and we shoot together sometimes. Um, SCTP-wise, though, they're all still in SCTP. I kind of was the only one that graduated out of my mix, and everyone kind of went their separate ways. Gotcha. So just this year, then you're kind of getting more on the registered clay tournament and you're competing with all the big boys at this point. Very much so. I could have competed this last year. Um, when I was a senior, I decided to drop out um, of the SETP and just pursue strictly NSCA because in 2022 as a junior, I had won everything as far as that. And I just felt like there wasn't much more to do. And I just felt like it would have been a lot of extra pressure and it wasn't necessary and I was just ready to go into the NSCA because I feel like I was great at SCTP once, but I feel like I can't shoot strictly SCTP targets and be great at that and go to the NSCA level and shoot with all the big dogs and be just as great as that and be on their level. That's, you know, that's a good point. Um, do you think that there needs to be more of a bridge somehow or another with the SCTP targets into NSCA? In other words, it seems like you take a pretty big jump as far as target difficulty goes. Do you think that they should raise the target difficulty overall for SCTP or at least have like some kind of a stepping stone for like maybe the, the juniors and seniors have to shoot a little tougher targets? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, growing up, when I started the SCTP level at 10 years old, I went to I went to the Ohio Nationals every year for SCTP. And I feel like 
it bettered me as a shooter to shoot the same targets as everybody else. I feel like you shouldn't get an easy out. And then the same thing, SCTP targets. If a, if a student in SCTP wants to pursue NSCA, I just feel like that's a leap that they're going to have to work on outside of it. And I just feel like the program shouldn't have to evolve to that. And I feel like if you take it serious enough and you want it bad enough, that you will go out on your own limb and work hard enough and you'll you'll work on harder targets and work on being more consistent and things like that. Well, I know you said you're going to kind of take a year to see what you want to do. Has there been any collegiate teams that have approached you? I've had a couple teams when I had my last year. Um, I mean, I had, you know, eight or more offers. <laughs> of course, we got Grace Callahan peeking in peeking here in on the window. <laughs> But um, I've had a couple offers, but it just hasn't been something I'm interested in. Um, I mean, I'm grateful for the offers, but it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I would go and maybe major in business, but <laughs> there's not really anything I want to do. So I just don't want to waste the time or the money going. So moving forward, is your aspirations basically to kind of follow the circuit and kind of get on hardcore about this and see how you can compete at the next level? That's definitely my goal is to see where I can go. And then how do you decide which shoots you want to go to? I mean, do you have aspirations for like making Team America? Do you have aspirations of being the top lady shooter? What, what, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in a couple of years? In a couple of years, I hope to see myself at the top, at the very top with, you know, big shooters like Karen Shedd, Desiree Edmonds, Madison Sharp, Shelby Moon. I want to be with them. And I feel like with enough work and enough time, I feel like I will get there. So that's, I choose to go to the big shoots because I need, I need to be there in order to A, earn respect, be, you know, learn how to cope mentally with the pressure, you know, see the targets, learn how to shoot. A lot of the shoots are growing to three-day main events, three, four-day main events. It's a big difference from a two-day main event. So if I'm not going, I'm not going to get the experience. So I try to go to everyone that I'm able to just to get that experience. Um, remind me because I don't know, I, f I forget off the top of my head how it's structured for Super Squad, but with your fee task HOA, did you qualify for Super Squad next year? I'm not sure if it works through the fee task, but since I did finish top 15 in the main, because I think I was tied, if I'm not wrong, with Halen between 6th and 7th in the main. So since I finished top 15, that does put me on a super squad. Nice. So you're probably, I can tell by the look on your face, you're kind of looking forward to this pressure cooker of being on a super squad with these girls. I definitely am. I think it's really exciting. I kind of, I thrive under pressure. I like to be under pressure, good, bad, or other. It's enjoyable to be with other competitors and see them do good because it, it gives me an adrenaline rush to want to do better, to want to, to, to be good, just as good as them. You know, one of the things that, that Sean and I push so much on the podcast is take someone new shooting, take them to a tournament. And since we've been down here at, at the Dead Pair Blast, we've had so many people come up to us, hey, we're, we're shooting because of you guys and all this other stuff. But this is what I'm most interested in, and the question I have for you is, on a youth level, especially being a lady youth, um, coming up, was there a lot of girls like, what are you doing? You're shooting shotguns or what's going on? But have you introduced some people to the sport because of their curiosity and what you're doing? I mean, truthfully, if I'm being honest, I was homeschooled through middle school going up, um, never really had too, too many friends. And it was always just something I kind of just, it was my little niche I kept to myself. I played tennis and volleyball going through, but truthfully, everyone kind of just has their own little thing and no one ever really struck an interest. Okay. Really? Well, and to be fair, let me ask this question, which we've asked a lot of lady shooters before. The sport of sporting class, fee task, and all the other stuff combined, do you think it's a fair platform whether you are male or female? 
I do. I mean, I feel like I feel like women honestly have just as much of a chance to win the HOA and beat the top males, just as we do. I mean, we have the Winchester Lady Cup, and that gives us the opportunity in our own category to beat each other. And then everyone has a fair shake at you know winning the whole event. I mean, I don't. We all we all shoot the same targets, the same conditions. I don't see why it's not. A, I don't understand why it wouldn't be a fair playing ground. It, it, that clay target's a great equalizer, isn't it? It is. It is. We can miss just as well as they can. <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I can miss better than anybody else. We won't talk about that. Um, talk about, you know, let's talk about your, your personal shooting. Was there anything that you struggled with um, and Mike really had to work hard with you coming up? Or, you know, was there some kind of a learning curve in one thing or another? Um, I have a really bad habit of jerking the gun. I used to shoot a blazer many a good while back before I shot my other gun, and um, I had a problem and some fluid leaked out of the gun, and it was really beaten up on my shoulder, and it caused a major habit of flinching and jerking the gun and kind of like jabbing, and that has been probably my biggest issue. Really, my biggest issue by far. I will shoot in the 70s because of flinching and just not being smooth but it's something that I've worked out and I've really worked on yeah flinching is one of those things Jason's had a, a problem with some flinching over his his career uh, it's one of those things it's like seems like once it's ingrained in you I, it's a really hard thing to get rid of so what kind of things has Mike uh, been teaching you or what have you been working on to try to remedy that you know, the biggest thing is move with the target, look at the target, try to acknowledge that it's there, but don't dwell on the fact that it's there. The biggest thing is kind of letting your front hand just go loose and let your back hand do all the work. Because the reason that you flinch is with your front hand when you jump the gun with your front hand. So if you kind of let your, your front hand kind of go dead and you just work with your back hand, it'll take a lot of that flinch out. And I find that that's probably the biggest thing that helps me. You know, I mean, we see people try everything from release triggers to gray coil systems and, you know, lighter shells and different gun and heavier gun. Light, you know, everybody's got what they think is the perfect remedy. And it's really, it, it comes down to the six inches between the ears, you know. I mean, wouldn't you say so? I would definitely agree. I try to keep my shooting and everything in it as simple as possible. Gotcha. Well, so what's going to be your next big tournament? Uh, I imagine probably not until next year, 2024. That would be correct. When the Florida crawl, you have your jack links, the Florida State shoot, things like that. And then if I'm not wrong, I'm going to pretty much all of the regionals and everything for the NSCA circuit as well. Wow. Are you, in the, you doing both the Worlds, too, that are here in the country next year? I'm not too sure. I know. I think I'm doing, I'm doing the one in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I'm not quite sure about the other one yet. We haven't decided. Okay. Cool. Well, Talk about some of your training. I know Mike probably doesn't want you giving away all of his secrets, um, but what kind of what kind of target count are you looking at through the week? And and what talk to our listeners a little bit about maybe what they can do. You know, if they're kind of blind to what to do for training, um, we always turn we always try to turn these podcasts into a little bit of a learning session. Right. So if somebody's trying to dig information, it's like, okay, how can I learn something from this girl? Maybe it's something they can pick up that you do in training that they can do. What what's your training look like through the week? My biggest thing when when I'm alone is consistency. One word, consistency. When you're out on the course and you have 100 birds ahead of you, your biggest issue is going to be consistency. I mean, as long as you're focused and if you don't practice with consistency and you just shoot random targets and you're not working on drilling every target the exact same place, the exact same every time, you're going to have a struggle. And then when I'm with Mike, typically 
since he's moved to South Carolina, I go and visit him for a day and we'll split it between two days and I shoot about a thousand rounds. Wow. So what's a normal, what's a normal week look like now? As far as like in between visits to him? About a flat every time I go out and I try to practice two to three times a week. Wow, that's a lot of targets, Sean. Like, that's burning a lot of shells. And, uh, and I don't see you shutting the printers down and, and no way like this. No, does. no. Well, she's got aspirations of greatness where I'm more realistic and where I'm at. Uh, mediocrity. Well, no, just <laughs> being, being where I can yeah, be with right. what I've got to work with and the time I have. So. Hey, listen, I, I could I could burn twice the ammo as this girl, and I still can't shoot as good as her. So I'll it doesn't matter. That. Okay, you'd be quiet over there. <laughs> Turn his mic off. You, you listen to the show all the time. You know we do this thing called rapid fire. So we're going to dive into all your all your gun, ammo, all that kind of stuff. But along the way, there has to have been some people that have picked you up. I mean, as good as you're shooting, do you, did you gain any sponsors here in the last year or so? Or Well, actually, I'm in the middle of one right now. So I'm quite frankly don't have a gun. Um, and the secret's not out yet, but by the time this gets out, it probably will be. Um, elite Shotguns and Vera Beach Elite Brian, they've picked me up and we're working on putting me in a Kohler. Very nice. Did you hear that, Sean Allen? That's, that's a good one to start with. That's, that's the, Start with? That's a good one to start and end with. Well, I mean, that's, you, you know, know what I meant. Yeah. You know what I meant. Um, do, you, you, or do you got some more questions for, for Christa? I was or just going to ask, you know, your family must be very supportive of what you're doing because obviously this is a sport that takes a lot of time, quite a bit of, uh, you know, Let's face it, resources. Finances? Yeah, to do yeah, this. I yeah. mean, you're, you're traveling, so there's the cost of traveling. There's the cost of ammunition. There's the cost of coaching. Um, it's a lot. And I know a lot of kids are getting into this sport. We've, we see it every year at the SCTP Nationals in Ohio. I mean, you know, regularly there's about 3,500 kids out there. When you really do the math about what that's taking for kids to go shoot, um, if there's younger people listening to the podcast right now, and they're kind of thinking about it or on the fence about joining like their high school team or their 4-H team or what have you, any advice to them as far as how to get started or you know what can, what can they do to be realistic if they want to try to get into the sport? I mean, I would say contact, you know, get, get, into, get into touch with somebody who's doing it and go for it because you're not going to know until you try. Right. I just think that that would be the best option. And I mean, it, and it's, it's a completely different world. You know, sporting clays and shooting is a completely different place than anything else. And I mean, the people and the support that you get from it is unlike anything. Well, and the other nice thing is, too, and it's been said many times, me and Jason have kind of rattled it around for the last couple of weeks. We recently saw where uh, there was an article out there, and I can't remember where it came from, Fox, Jason. Fox News. Was it Fox News? Okay. And they said the greatest thing about this sport is there's no bench warmers. You know, when you play the big sports in high school, football, baseball, basketball, all that stuff, there's the, the kids that are good enough to do it and they start and they play the big games. But in this sport, everybody that's on the team participates, right? Right, 100%. And where you land in it is completely up to you and how much effort you want to put into it and how bad you want it. So where you end up is all up to you. But you're going to go out there and compete just like everybody else. Exactly. You have a fair shot just as much as anyone else. And if someone works harder than you and wants it more than you and you happen to take second place then that's on you and that's on nobody else. And that's the best part about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny because the age range is 8 to 80. Uh, actually, beyond 80, we had a gentleman this weekend come up to us, 84 years old. Oh he started shooting, he said, because of us. 
And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, this Jim, guy. If you're listening to this, and he told me he's 85 this year, but he just started shooting last year at 84, picked up a gun. Wow. And yeah. shooting tournaments now. And he's having the time of his life. That's yeah. great. I mean, how awesome. So, but, you know, you look at the age range. doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter if you can run fast or jump high or how, big or strong, how you strong you are. are. You can compete in this game. And I, I think it's, like I said, the, the clay target's a great equalizer, and, it, and it's for everybody. And, um, you know, we, we keep trying week in and week out to get people involved. And I, I love hearing what you're doing. I mean, you know, I'm big on education, but it sounds like you got your diploma, and you're going to try this and give it a shot. And then if it doesn't work, you can always go back to college, right? 100% for sure. I mean, I'm not going to know how far I can go until I give it a shot. That's that's awesome. I love it. Somebody that's willing to take a risk. Um, so, like I said, you listen to the show. You know we do rapid fire. You want to go ahead and do that, Sean? You want to do that, Wes? I can do that. Yeah? yeah? Okay. All right. Well, All right. So, let's start off with the easy question. What kind of a gun do you shoot right now? In the moment, I shoot a Kohler Max Light, the round body action. Okay. And then what size are your barrels? 32 inches. Is your stock custom or just a standard Kohler stock? As of right now, it's standard, but... It could very well end up custom. Okay. And are you shooting fixed chokes or removable chokes? Removable chokes. And what's your go-to constriction when you're shooting sporting? I like to be between light mod and improved mod. What kind of ammo do you shoot and what's your recipe? Well, lately I've been, I dropped down to a 1300 one ounce, but for the past year of 2023, I have been strictly Winchester 1300 ounce and an eighth. Big shell. That's a, that's a whammy. That's a big shell. <laughs> that's a whammy. <laughs> um, are you a vest shooter or a shell bag shooter? I shoot a Castel- I know, Castellani vest. Okay. What about your eyes? Well, I actually am center dominant. I was, I think it was left eye dominant, but right-handed, and it tried to change me over. And Mike Luongo said, why does it matter? You're going to shoot with both eyes open anyway, so we'll train you to shoot both eyes open, and that's what you'll do. And we oh. left it at that. And what are you wearing to protect your eyes? Peeless. Peeless? Okay. Uh, what about your, let's see, what else am I leaving out here, Jason? Um Shoot. Ears? Oh, ears. Yeah, ears. I'm sorry. Just the custom um, earplugs, the, the wax molds. Okay. Molded. Okay. And then last but not least, um, is there anything unique that you carry in your gear bag? <laughs> I actually have a great friend of mine, Tommy Lacayo. Love him dearest. And last year at the Jack Links, a lot of pressure. I had won it the first year. And the first day was rough. Second day, I came back, had a really good score. And the third day, for some reason, the mental game is probably, it's, you know, 10% physical, 90% mental. And I was just having a bad day. My very first station dropped five targets, and I could not get a grip. And I was just really upset. Everyone has their moments. And he gave me a red bandana handkerchief. handkerchief, Okay. And it has never left my vest pocket since. So it doesn't necessarily stay in my bag, but it stays on me in my vest pocket at all times. A little bit of a lucky charm, you think? I guess so. I just keep it on me. So if I'm having a good or a bad day, it's there. That's a, that's a very cool that backstory. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I haven't awesome. heard that one yet. So. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, is there any other sponsors you'd like to thank? Do you have anybody else that, that's helped you along the way? I mean, besides my parents and also Granny with PMS Firearms, she has been a huge help. Awesome. Well, I, I, and I think we crossed the T's and dotted the I's, Sean. Is there anything else you want to ask here? No, I think uh, from what it sounds like, you are going to have a very good career if you keep your mind right and keep after it. I think there's a lot of good things coming for you. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we, we appreciate I know you were nervous to do this. And I told you it wouldn't be that bad. Has it been that bad? It has not been that All bad. All right. <laughs> but, now I know you were nervous to do that. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, I know Mike 
kind of pressured you into it, so maybe we'll give him a hard time about it. Uh, but no, you know, that. hey, hats off to Mike Luongo. Here is another outstanding youth that he is bringing up. I mean, this guy is like, he, he's like the, we're just going to call him a youth builder. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, we'll just do that. And, and, you know, what's been your experience? I mean, obviously you're moving into the NSCA registered target scene. What's the vibe like with all the other shooters? You know, quite frankly, I mean, I've met a couple of the shooters, but I'm very much, it's kind of a difficult world, and especially for someone like me. I'm a little shy. I don't get out there much. I should probably get out there a lot more than I do. But, I mean, everyone's nice. It's just a matter of it seems intense until you get to know them. But, I mean, they're there for the same reasons you are. They want to win, and it's, you know, competition. And most of the time it's friendly, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what, though? I mean, and I understand that's just your personality. One of the things that I picked up on uh, when I was commentating for the Super Squad was men or women doesn't matter. Even within the squad, I mean, they're competing against each other. I mean, we're all competing against each other, right? They're still helping each other. Now, when they get in a box, it's one on, you're one on one with that target. Nobody's helping you, right? But outside the box, I just couldn't believe that, like the camaraderie, and they're like helping each other. And in any other sport, you don't see the other team helping the other team, right? So it's don't don't be too shy. They're gonna they're gonna help you. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I'm sure you've experienced that. I have. I have definitely experienced that. I mean, you know, just because just because you're competing against someone it doesn't mean that there's any anything personal going on because they want it just as bad as you so you know it may like I said it may seem intense but being on the super squad and kind of being in the same rotation in the same area as everyone has definitely opened me up to some new new people and some new friends well I think Tommy Browning said it best there's no strangers in sporting clays just friends you haven't met yet so um Kirsten it's been awesome meeting you and talking with you uh, I think they're about ready to do some raffles and giveaways here, so we're going to cut out of here. Can't wait to see you. I mean, look, I'm going to be here for the whole Florida swing. Can't wait to see you out there. Of course, we're going to be watching your scores. We're going to keep an eye on you. But, uh, Sean Alley, any, yeah, any last thoughts? Absolutely a privilege to have a sit-down with you, so thank you for spending the time with yeah, me. Yeah, th- and thank you for coming to the Dead Pair Blast. Yeah. Of course. Thank you for having me. The Dead Well, Jason, I mean, again, I'm going to say it again. I was very, very impressed with Kirsten, the way she carried herself, the way she talked about what she was trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, hats off to that girl. She's definitely got a lot of stuff going for her, and we wish her the very best as she uh, goes down the road to try to uh, make a big name for herself in this sport. Yeah, you know, that's really brave of her to, hey, look, I'm going to skip the first year of college and, and you know, see what I can do with this. Um of course, she's under the wing of Mr. Luongo himself, uh, which we're, we've deemed the youth builder. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely. But, uh, yeah, very mature for her age, and um, you know, I wish her the best of luck. Yeah, we'll keep tabs on her and Mike and uh, try to see if there's anything going on this year. Look forward to seeing how she does uh, in some of these bigger events this year. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, folks, there's a lot of stuff coming here to the Dead Pair in 2024. Um, Sean and I have been working on a lot of things for new content to keep everything fresh, keep everybody on their toes, and try and get you the best education we can. Um, we're still learning, and we're just a couple of morons, so bear with us. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do everything we can to get you the absolute best content. But listen, if you have show ideas, if you have a question for a coach, 
Um, you know, we've got questions for coaches. It's going to be coming back around here pretty quick. I think Sean, I think we got one coming up with, uh, Tracy Wright. Um, the, not the next episode, but the episode after. So, but look, if it's a coach that you have a question for and we don't have them on our list, email us, tell us who, who you want to ask. We'll get a hold of that person see if they want to come on and answer it. Absolutely. So, um, don't hesitate, you know, write us show ideas, compliments, you know, complaints. We've dealt with a few of those. Um, and if you got questions for coaches, send them in. Um, any clubs, again, any clubs or coaches that are interested in being on the website, please contact us. We'll get you some information and get that up there as quick as we can. Yep. And then one more reminder about the uh, the Dead Pair Golf Cart that's being uh, raffled off at Vero Beach. Uh, everybody can go visit uh, www.deadpair.givesmart.com if you want to buy raffle tickets. We'll be giving that thing away at the Caribbean Cup at Vero Beach. And uh, some lucky winner is going to get that golf cart delivered to their house. And that would be a nice present to, make, uh, to start the new year with. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just talking to uh, none other than Mr. Rad Chad himself the other day. And he's... He's spending a fortune rebuilding his golf cart right now. I'm like, hey, look, man, 20 bucks, and you can have a checked out. <laughs> and he said, oh, I've already spent money on it. Trust me, I've already bought tickets. So, But, uh, that, boy, that, cool. wouldn't, that wouldn't that be a hoot if he wins it? That um, <laughs> would be. But, no, anyway, some, some lucky individual is going to win it. And, you know, the biggest thing for us is that, number one, Brett donated us that cart. We we sincerely appreciate him and his wife for doing that. And then, of course, the money's going to Kids and Clays, which benefits Ronald McDonald's House uh, Charities, and that's near and dear to Sean and I. Right. Absolutely. Well, Sean, we got a list of sponsors again. But like I said, a very special thank you to Elite Shotguns for coming back on board with us. Sean, I love me some Elite Shotguns. Loving my Kohler, brother. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've definitely made the adjustment, and I'm, uh, I'm definitely on board, buddy. I like my Kohler. So, uh, okay, so now we're moving on here to Fioki. Are you still whacking those white rhinos, or are you back to little rhinos, or love them both, or what do you think? It, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, I really do like the white rhinos, and it, it doesn't, the recoil doesn't bother me with the ounce and an eighth versus one ounce. I mean, I'm a bigger guy, and I'm not recoil sensitive at all. But, you know, the barrel porting from our folks at Rhino definitely doesn't hurt uh, with uh, lightening that up a little bit and reducing the, the felt recoil or the muzzle rise off of those heavier loads. So, uh, yeah, I do like me some white rhinos. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm really starting to like them more and more. And I think, you know, anything as far as sporting's concerned, I'll definitely be trying to run some white rhinos as much as I can. I say trying because it's, you know, we only get so many and we got to go find them. So, yep. uh, but, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with those little rhinos, especially for P-Task. I, I just think it's a... The show of, of choice for me. So absolutely, absolutely. And again, I'll I'll touch on Rhino again. Rhino Technologies, Rhino Chokes. Uh, you know, gosh, those guys do it all, man. Barrel porting, choke tubes, um, uh, forcing cone lengthening, uh, gun fit. I mean, if you have something that you need done to your gun, reach out to the guys at Rhino. They will take good care of you. And don't forget Odo Pro. Uh, let's keep those ears protected, especially if you're running those bigger loads. Um, you know, those girls, they try so hard and they work so hard in making sure that every customer is 100% satisfied and they do a great job at it. So uh, thank you to the girls at OtoPro. We appreciate you and we sincerely appreciate you coming back on board with us this year. Yep, they're the best. They're the best. Uh, big thanks to RE Ranger. We got to have those React lenses, man. I tell you, once you use those, you'll never go back to anything else. It's just amazing what you can see with those. 
Absolutely. And, of course, Atlas Traps. We love us some American-made Atlas Traps, Sean Alley. That's uh, right. You, you're still going on and on about the education you got last year down at Nationals. And uh, it was it was kind of cool to see because you're not, you know, you don't, even, you don't even have room to throw targets on your property, but you were really inquisitive about that. And that was no, that I mean, was cool and to it's, see. It's, it's, it's easy to kind of look at all traps and you say, well, they're all the same, but they really aren't. When you really look at some of the features and the technology that Atlas has put into theirs, you can see that uh, they've definitely done a lot of thinking, a lot of testing, and they're giving you the very best machine that money can buy. Right. Of course, Vero Beach Clay Shooting, uh, home of the Dead Pair Blast, coming back again this year, bigger and better. Uh, I'll let a little, I'm just going to let a little secret out, Sean. Just a little one. It's tiny. Go for it. Go for Two, it. 200 bird main. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just a little <laughs> tiny one. Lots of stuff coming this year. Big stuff. Uh, that's going to be an awesome shoot. Absolutely. And uh, last but not least, a big thanks to Don Grant Mental Training. Don is the best. If you have some uh, mental issues you're trying to overcome, trying to figure out your anxiety, trying to figure out your stress uh, while you're shooting tournaments, Don is definitely the go-to. That lady right there can get you fixed up in a hurry. Absolutely. Sean Alley, this is the time of the show. We say it every week, and I don't want to ever stop. Don't forget... Before you say it, the challenge. Remember the challenge? I gave you a challenge. Yeah. So the challenge is that me and Jason really want to reinforce everything that we've been saying. And both of us are going to try to see how many people we can keep track of that we're going to bring out that it's new to the sport, whether, you know, they've never shot uh, sporting clays at all or whether they've never shot a registered tournament. We're going to try to keep track of the people we directly uh, bring out ourselves and we uh, challenge everybody else on the that's a listener out there do the same thing i mean again this is how the sport grows this is how the sport gets better and we say it every time take somebody out there put a gun in their hand show them how much fun this sport is because you know what more more chances than not they're gonna fall hook line and simp- sinker to it yeah. and uh, we'll have more people out there uh, busting clays with the rest of us Absolutely. And what that boils down to is the exact challenge, just so everybody knows this, and, and I challenged Sean and he challenged me, is one new person a month. We are going to try and take one new person a month shooting. So Absolutely. Um, that's the challenge on that one. Um, take them to a tournament, like Sean said, even if they're already a recreational shooter. Um, if they're not a shooter at all, you know, your golfing buddy, whatever, Take them out and say, hey, look, you're going to sell your golf clubs. And, yeah, right. Well, try this and see. You know, how many stories have we heard like that, Sean? So, Oh, trust me, more than we can count. More than right. we can count. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, uh, Sean Alley, until next week, my friend. We can't wait to see you all back here in 2024 on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Rhino, Otto Pro, Don Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, 